Welcome to A Break From The Grind. I'm your host, Jason, and this is my co-host, George. Hi, George! Just weirder and weirder every week. I gotta come up with something each time. I gotta keep you on your toes, even Uh, though you're sitting. Next time, come up with something good. Next time, it'll be huge. I'm gonna win bigly. So, it's a, a Sunday edition of our show. This week we have, our, of course, our Toys for Tots update. Uh, we're going to talk about the worst Christmas presents you've ever received. We're going to have a Trump date. Da-na-na. No, oh. stop. Oh, sorry. Uh, we're going to shoot the shit a little bit about having some time to yourself at the house, or almost to yourself anyway. I like shitting at the house by myself when I'm shooting. And... We're going to go into our sad but true news section. But first, of course, as every week for the last couple of weeks, we're going to talk about Toys for Tots Drive. Toys for Tots. God, as, how we love you. As George quickly goes to his phone. Well, I want to get you the accurate figures because I don't know when the last time you checked it was. I checked it yesterday. We are up to 800. Incorrect. Oh. See? So this is why I got to check and get accurate information. You could have done that before we started recording. Hashtag I, bad at podcasting. No, no, no. I did it before we were recording. That's how I knew it was more. So where are we at, George? As of right now, 8.20 a.m. on the 4th, we are at exactly $800. That's what I said, $800. I know. I was just giving you a hard time. What <laughs> So um, our Toys for Tots campaign, as you know, the goal was originally 500 we smashed that goal in about nine days, which was amazing. We've upped it a couple times. We're going to leave it set right now at seven fifty. So currently, we are fifty dollars over the goal. Um, all I really can say is thank you. Uh, there's there's no words that I could say or describe how appreciative both Jason and I, Neil and Mike, Jeremy and Josh are. To see you guys come out and support our, our, our efforts on raising money for Toys for Tots. Um, after talking with Sergeant Crucio last Tuesday, it just makes me feel really good to know that we're going to be able to help them out in some way. Yeah, and, and guys, keep in mind, we have a whole week left. so This is the final this, week. This is the final push. If you haven't donated yet, but still plan on doing it, you've got one week left, okay? Yep, and... and don't don't be embarrassed if you can only donate five or ten dollars. You know that's listen, five or ten dollars will go a long way. Trust me, it, it's it's not about the amount of money you can give. It's the the thought and, and and what it stands for that you're giving. We know times are tough. We know you're staring down the barrel of Christmas. Um, we understand that currently the economy is not as great as it used to be. But even if you can just give a couple of dollars, it it will help the kids. These are going to be toys that are going for kids that, without without your help and without your assistance, will probably go without. And guys, keep in mind when George was talking about five or ten dollars not being a big deal, or not being a small deal. Five or ten dollars is a big deal. We talked to Sergeant Curcio. He said one of the things that kids would want is stuff from five below zero. Five below. It's not five below zero. It's not a temperature. Damn. The store is called Five Below. That's just the name of it. We've got one. <laughs> There's one in Vieira. <laughs> yeah, I've been. Uh, so the, talking about stuff coming from Five Below. So it, you know everything in the store is below five dollars. Again, five dollars can make a huge difference. Yep. So five dollars, ten dollars, whatever you can donate. A dollar. I don't care. A dollar. A dollar. Go towards something. Yep. You know. And and sh- share the link. 
you know, tell your friends, tell your family, hey, you know, here's a uh, a charity cause that that some friends of mine are are, are doing, and they would be extremely appreciative if if you could just throw a couple dollars in there. I mean, it's what is it? You know, a pack of cigarettes, a couple of sodas, a trip to McDonald's. I mean, in the in the big picture, it's not a whole lot. No, and it's going to make at least one more kid's Christmas that much brighter. So let's exactly. do it, guys. All right. So, again, we want to say thank you. It's beyond what we thought we'd get. It's still going, though. So we've got another week. Let's make a final push. Let's get another couple hundred bucks. Get yeah, if my, we... my unofficial goal now that we're so close is to get it to $1,000 yeah, in this s- final s- week. So... Same here, but I'm not going to – I mean, I can go in there and raise it on – on the on the GoFundMe page, but I'm not going to. Um, but I am going to continue to push it and to see if we can get up to one thousand dollars. We have a couple of people at work where we work at the at the factory that kind of said that they will donate. They just haven't yet. So I'm hoping. Oh, we're gonna get on them like flies on shit. Yeah. So, all right, guys. That's that was our Toys for Tots uh, update of the week. Uh, thank you again. And we're going to talk about, we're going to, this rolls right into our first topic here, presents for Christmas. Now, we just went from saying kids want anything. No, we didn't say, well, we didn't say they want anything or they'll take anything. We just said they'd be happy. They'd be happy to have something. So in direct contrast with that, our first topic's about the worst gift you've ever gotten. And Jason's going to start us off. Yeah, my, my story is funny. George doesn't really have one. Okay. I, I really don't. I, I'll, I'll sit here and try to brainstorm while you're babbling about... I was going to say what it was, but I won't. I'll let you do that. So, <laughs> it's hard to hard to get in exactly. Um, the worst gift I have ever... Would you ever, quit hitting hit the, the mic. goddamn microphone? That's like the third time you've done it in the first five minutes. That's the first time I've done it in the first... The f- eight minutes. First time that we've heard it in the first eight minutes. You've hit it twice already. So the the worst gift I ever gotten was a set of wind chimes. Wind chimes. Now, so the thing you have to understand is I hate wind chimes. I hate the noise they make. Guess what I'm getting Jason for Christmas. I hate the clutter of having them hung up around the house. Multiple sets of wind chimes. I was also blessed with two children, for whatever reason, love wind chimes. I'm going to get one for each of his kids as well. It wasn't just that I got wind chimes. It's kind of the whole story behind it. Uh, when we, when I first started, when I was first married to my wife, and actually when we first started dating and then was married, um, I'd gone to her Christmas at her grandmother's house only once. So this would be the second time I went. And they have, a, when I say a lot of people at the house, they'd have 20 to 30 people at the house for Christmas because Karen's father has four brothers. They all have wives. Everybody has kids. Other people were invited. It was a large Christmas gathering. And like most large Christmas gatherings, instead of buying something for everybody, they did Secret Santa. So you only had to buy, so I only had to buy for one person, my wife only had to buy for one person, and and it kind of worked out. They have a Christmas tradition of opening presents one at a time. That's brutal. Not, Not like everybody gets to open one present at a time, but like one person opens a present, and then the next person opens a present, and then the next person, it, so when you say 40 people at a house, 30 people at a house, you can imagine how long this goes. 
Yep, I'd, I'd have just like, I'd have probably left. Well, and on top of that, the, you know, everybody got two presents because everybody got a present from their secret Santa and then everybody got a present from Grandma. I love Grandma. <laughs> and then the kids, of course, the kids all get their presents. Everybody gets the kids' presents. That's just kind of the thing. That That's, yeah, I was going to say it's kids. And, they're They're the priority. And kids get to go first because, let's face it, they're not going to sit around and watch everybody open a, a gift card to books a million. You know what I mean? So all the kids got to go first. So right after the kids, I got my Secret Santa gift, which at the time was a really cool t-shirt. I was really into it. It was it was great. The t-shirt said My Little Pony. It did. I am a brony, if you didn't know. Anyway, so... I don't even know if George knows what a brony is. I have no idea, but if you give me a minute, I'll Google it. Nah, don't Google it. It's not worth it. Well, then so, why don't you tell us? Because I might not be the only one who knows doesn't know what it is. That's every that's our listeners' homework this week. Look up bronies. No, that's not their homework. They have other homework. They can have more than one thing. Nope, here. nope, nope, so, nope. So anyway, so I got to get my Secret Santa gift pretty early on in the in the uh, gift opening. So think about it, three or four hours later, after everybody has opened up all their other gifts, it finally comes back to me and I get Grandma's gift. Now, Grandma's a pretty good gift giver. She, when she knows who you are and what you like, she does. She did her best to go out and get exactly what you wanted. Good God, Jason. Yo. Just Google the brony. Yeah, don't do that. Well, you should have told me that before. I mean, it's not terrible. I didn't tell you that. You said it was homework. So... Yeah, homework not during the class, which is, you know, this. Hey, listen, if you can get the homework done during class, then get the homework done during class. <laughs> yeah, but you're supposed to be paying attention over here. I, I Obviously, I am, but hey, check that brony out. Oh, she's... That's a brony I don't mind. Anyway, so George is looking up naked pictures of My Little Pony. It's it's awful. <laughs> um, so It kind of is. So I finally get... It gets to me. I open up the package... And it is, like I said before, a set of wind chimes. Now. Jason loved them. Of course I put my ba- my best face forward. I said thank you. I was appreciative. I never said anything. My wife knew. My wife knew that, that I wasn't thrilled. Thrilled? She should have known you were pissed. I, I can't say pissed. Look, I, I don't go into Christmas expecting gifts. I don't really go into Christmas, like, wanting gifts. If I do get a gift, though... Don't lie. You 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 were looking forward to it. So you, you were you said earlier you got a shirt. You were in a really good mood. You were excited about it. Don't play us. So we're reading right through you. So on the way home, I turned to my wife and said, "You know, this is a third present for you, right? Grandma knows you like wind chimes. She probably bought one too many gifts for you and decided to put my name on it because she didn't think I would say anything, which I won't." My wife sat there and denied it. Said, no, she probably thought you really would like those. Oh, really? She thought I'd like a wind chime. Yeah. You know what I did, guys? I said, that's fine. If these are mine, and you think they were given to me, then I don't have to put them up. Ever. Nope, you don't. I, I told her right then and there, I said, if you admit that these were a gift for you, you can put them up and do whatever you want with them. But if you can't admit it? If you can't admit it, they're staying in the box where I can savor them forever. Nice. We went two years, two years with those things in the box, and finally she she admitted it. Finally, she stopped being stubborn and admitted it. She finally said, fine, they're mine. 
Whatever. Put them the fuck up. And you did. Yep. And then about a year later, they fell, and I ex- accidentally hit them with a lawnmower. Yeah. He, Jason said he accidentally, as he was doing air quotes with his hands, I accidentally <laughs> ran him over with a lawnmower. Listen, I left those shits up for more than a year. Hey, listen. I'm getting you wind chimes for Christmas this year. <laughs> well, that's fine. I can enjoy them in the box like they're like Mother Nature intended. Uh, no, Mother Nature intended <laughs> for them to be hung. And she intended for them to chime wait, in the wind. Wait, Mother Nature intended for me to be hung. Well, she failed then. <laughs> listen. <laughs> listen. It touches the ground. Only when you're sitting on the ground. Or laying on my stomach. This is true. And then just barely. <laughs> <laughs> I have a big stomach. What do you say? <laughs> so, uh, so that's my worst Christmas gift I've ever received. I mean, I've received stuff. There's There's been stuff, even last year. Again, I don't go into Christmas asking for anything. Last year, um, around this time, Karen and I hadn't had a whole lot of date nights. We hadn't had a lot of time to ourselves. We'd been I'd been working a lot. Our schedule around this time of year is hectic. So really the only thing I wanted was a little bit of cash to maybe get a hotel room for our anniversary, which was coming up. And I got a cool gift instead. So I got a cool gift, but at the same time, it's, you know, when you, it's it's that thing where you... You, you get could have pawned the gift. Oh, I don't do that. I still have it. You could have pawned it. So... Could have put it on, you could have put it on eBay. I hate, I really do hate this time of year as far as buying gifts for people because there's, there's just way too much stress in it. Yep. Don't, don't get me nothing. I'm just going to get you a wind chime. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I'll get you a wind chime. I, listen, wind chimes don't bother me. Uh, I, I, they don't bother me none at all. All right. Jessica so, likes them. I don't give a damn. So George, what is your worst Christmas gift? So as, as you alluded to earlier, I, I really don't have a worst Christmas gift story. Um, I would have to say that, so two years ago, um, well, hold on, let me backtrack a little bit. So on top of working for the factory and delivering pizza for Domino's on Friday and Saturday nights, I also work for a company called Mutter Real Estate Group. Um, I have my real estate license. I've been with them for a little over three years now. But I, I really don't practice. Um, I'll help out, uh, friends and family if, if they come to me and ask me to. But for the most part, I'm not out there advertising, trying to, you know, hustle every day to make a living off doing that. But every year I'm invited to their Christmas party and they have a hell of a Christmas party every year. They, they really go all out. It's a great Christmas party. And every year we do, like a Chinese gift exchange. So there's lead in the toys? There's absolutely there's lead. <laughs> uh, so the biggest gift that, it, and there's always about seven or eight of them. The, 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 there's always about seven or eight things of alcohol that are gifts for people. And the way it works is if you've never done a Chinese gift exchange is we all draw numbers one through like 55 or 56, something like that. And when it's your turn, you have two options. You can go up and get an unopened gift or you can go steal somebody else's gift and then they have to go get an unwrapped or an unopened gift. So you can either take something that you know or you can go up and open up a gift. Well, this was uh, the first party that I had attended 
And I was like number 15 or 16 or something like that. And so far, nobody had taken anybody else's gift. So I didn't want to be the first asshole to go up and do it. So I went up and I picked up an unwrapped gift, or an unopened gift, rather, excuse me. And I brought it back to my, my seat and I'm opening it up. So they we have a rule. The gift has to be anywhere between 20 and $50. You can this way you don't get something stupid or cheesy or anything like that. So Jessica and I went out and we spent a decent amount of money on getting some nice gifts for people, whoever you know, whoever ended up getting them. Well, I'm sitting down and I open up my gift, and literally it was a five dollar gag gift. It was a gift called Shithead. It it was fitting. It kind of it was it was it was definitely fitting. But uh, it was literally a game where you and somebody else play, and you put these caps on, and the caps on the top, the top of the cap is all Velcro, and you have these little swirls of shit, and the goal is to throw these shits at the other person's head. Nice. And they stick. <laughs> and, and I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. We spent $100 on, on gifts. And I ended up with shit. And I head. ended up with shithead. Nice. So... What we ended up doing is I kept that gift. I was pissed. I I played off that I wasn't upset about it and that it didn't bother me none whatnot, but I was pretty pissed. So last year, we kept it the whole year. I kept it in the closet, just waiting, just waiting and waiting. And come Christmas time, I'd wrap that son of a bitch up and somebody got shithead last year. Wow. I re-gifted that motherfucker. Did... did People say who gave which gift? No. Oh, good. No, which would have been a good thing. <laughs> I wonder if the person who gave it the year before got it last year. Uh, that would be karma. It would be. It but never works it, out that way. So it would have been funny if like, hey, here's like a $20 gift card or something along with the game of shithead. You know, that would have been that would have been funny. I, I wouldn't have been as upset. But come on, man. Really? Don't be cheap. So you actually brought up when you... <laughs> brought up that gift it kind of reminded me and i'd forgot about it we had some friends that we used to exchange gifts with every year and we'd go out of our way to find something good for them you know not expensive it wasn't expensive gifts we never went and broke the bank but we always tried to find something they would really be into you know my buddy was in a video game so i think that year i got him excuse I, me I, i'm tired am Jason. i keeping you up buddy uh, you got me up way too early this morning Hey, you're the one who sets the time, dude. I, well, listen, if we if I'm the one who sets the time, we'd be doing this shit like around one o'clock in the afternoon. You always have stuff to do around one o'clock. I do. I got I got shit to do after. Oh damn it! I hit the mic. <laughs> Hashtag bad at podcasting. So I got shit to do today. Um, so we always got each other, or like we always got them something that they they would need or want. Um, my buddy's a gamer. There was a game that had just come out. It was relatively inexpensive, so I got it for him for Christmas because he hadn't gotten it for himself yet. We, I got a electric screwdriver, and my wife got like some colored pencils. And now my wife's an artist, or you know, not like a, a she doesn't do it for a living, but like she is a really good at art. She does all kinds of crafts. So colored pencils are—it's not a bad gift idea per se. It was, it was the dollar ninety nine Crayola pencils. Well, so after we left their house, we had to stop and get a gallon of milk, and we went to the CVS that's right down the street from their house, and on the end cap was my electric screwdriver and her colored pencils. 
Like, they didn't even go down a second aisle. It was, like, literally <laughs> on the... It was literally on the same end cap. Uh, oh, shit, we gotta get something for Karen and Jason. Oh, look, here's a screwdriver. Jason can go screw himself. They're coming... Hey, look, here's, here's, a, here's some pencils. Karen likes the color. They're coming over tonight. Let's go. Let's go they're, get some they're gonna, shit. They're gonna be here in 20 minutes. <laughs> I thought the wrapping paper still felt warm. <laughs> So anyway, uh, so, that, so that's a couple of the bad gifts I've received. Uh, there you go. You hit the mic again. I did that one on purpose. Yeah, no, 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 no. Because I'm kind of playing with it. Jason. And, and he wasn't talking about the mic. Stop no. playing with it. Oh. Save that shit for when you're at home by yourself. Uh, oh, I never get to play with it. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> you could have yesterday. Um, so anyway, so that's that's our worst Christmas gifts. Homework for you listeners. And we'll post it up on the Fantasy Life app. What is the worst Christmas gift? And if you have a story, what is the story behind the worst Christmas gift you've ever been given? Yes. And here's what we're going to do. So whoever has the worst Christmas gift story will get something from us. I will take care of this. Well, we'll give you a gift. You will get a gift. It may be the worst gift you've ever gotten. It may not be the worst gift you've ever gotten. But you will get something from us. All right. So... All right, guys, now that you have your homework, we're going to get into our weekly segment, which is Trump Date. This week on Trump Date, we're going to discuss the carrier deal. We're going to keep this one kind of short. We're going to go probably about five, ten minutes. So if you're really tired of this by now, you can just skip five, ten minutes. So, George, what do you think about the carrier deal? I think it was a pretty decent deal. I, I'm First off, I'm, I'm really glad that there's going to be 1,100 people keeping their jobs. Wrong. No, that's right. It's actually 800. Uh, it's 1100. No, it's 800. According to an official company statement, and let me find it again, CNN Money has learned that only so, eight- Stop, stop, stop. You said CNN. CNN Money has learned that only 800 jobs per the company. Okay. Only 800 of the jobs were actually going to of the jobs saved were actually going to be going to Mexico. The other 300 were going to be going to North Carolina. Okay. So he saved so he saved 300 jobs leaving Indiana. He se. saved eleven hundred jobs. No, leaving Indiana. Okay, that's what I said. But three hundred were staying in the states. So okay, but eleven hundred were staying in Indiana. Well, you know, you meant that they were going to Mexico. No, you I just said going, no. You thought they were because all going according to, to Fox News, that's what same thing Fox News reported. You just assumed that's what I was talking about, and because I wasn't able to finish what I was saying and was immediately cut off, thinking you had a point I wasn't going to say. So, anyway, so 1,100 jobs staying, staying in, Indiana. in Indiana. Nice. That's good. Good for him. Good for them. Good for the community. Good for the state. The average wage of each job is about, I've heard anything between 20 to $30 an hour. So, these are not entry-level skilled jobs. These are skills that, these are jobs that are actually paid a decent wage, a livable wage, where you can live semi-comfortably. Uh, not not struggling too much to uh to get by, which is good. Um, that is, if you do twenty five dollars an hour, forty hours a week times fifty two weeks, it means you're making roughly fifty two thousand dollars yearly. That is great for the people that are going to be able to stay there. That is great for the local community. Um, that's great for the state of Indiana. I think it's a pretty good deal. They only gave up $7 million in tax breaks spread over 10 years. So that's only $700,000 a year in tax breaks. When you put it like that, it doesn't sound that bad. So 
I'm actually for the deal itself. I think it's a good thing. I don't like giving tax breaks to the companies like this. The country does it. It's it's something that all local, state, and but this is an additional seven hundred thousand to whatever perks they've already gotten. Um, so whatever deals they've already made, they're getting an additional seven hundred thousand. Um, which is which the, is which honestly is nothing. The problem most people have with this deal when they say they have a problem, and it's a lot of Republicans that have problems with this deal. Sarah Palin has come out. And said, you could just stop right there. Has come out and said she's a she's a moron. But a lot of a lot of Republicans have a problem with this deal, and their problem with this deal is now it looks like any company that threatens to leave, that all they have to do is threaten to leave, and they're going to get a giant tax break, which is not true. Well, the other thing I'll say is well, well, let me rephrase it. Hold on, that's partially true, because Donald Trump is going to cut the business tax from. Well, I think when I was looking at this up, I believe. Hold on one second. Let me find it. Let me find it. Here we go. So the United States has the third highest general top marginal corporate income tax rate in the world at 39%. Wrong. Uh, that's according to data I found on taxfoundation.org. That is not wrong. Um, the worldwide top corporate income tax rate, according accounting for 173 countries, and tax jurisdictions is only 22.9%, with a 29.8% weight by GDP. So it's not wrong. The thing I will say about that, and I didn't Google this because I didn't know you'd bring it up, but the corporate, the the official tax rate and the effective tax rate are way different. Well, yes, they so, are. So corporate share of federal tax revenues has dropped by two-thirds in 60 years. Yeah, From 32% in 1952 to 10% in 2013. That means in 1952, corporations paid 32% of all taxes given to the government. In 2013, it was 10%. Well, General Electric, Boeing, mm-hmm. Verizon, and 23 other profitable fi- Fortune 500 firms have paid no federal income tax from 2008 to 2012. So their corporate rate is essentially zero. Zero dollars. Or zero percent, so that thirty-five percent number, just not right. No, it's on. It's a, it's an average. It's an no, no, aver- no. That's that's the that's the effective tax rate that corporations are supposed to pay without loopholes. The problem is, they General they all Electric, get, they General get they Electric, get Boeing, they get breaks because look how big the company is. So, look how look how many jobs they create. So they pay zero, zero. Dollars make billions and billillions of dollars, pay zero percent in taxes, and they're getting. They make loan, they make and billions their, and billions. You're correct. And and, get, and and how many people do they employ? That's how many people do they create jobs they, for? Uh, again, I agree, but don't you think they should pay? They these countries they, they, they these pay more taxes these, on other things other than just these, that one corporate rate. Though these companies use our roads, our public infrastructure, our security. Okay, and, 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 and hold and on, hold on, military. hold on, and, and so let's say if we worked for one of those companies, okay, and we pay taxes, right, that go towards that stuff, right? So effectively, if it wasn't for them being here, then none of the rest of us would have jobs, so therefore we wouldn't be able to pay for that stuff. So you're okay with billion-dollar industries paying 0% and us paying for the things that they use? Um, you're saying that's okay? I'm saying... I'm not saying it's okay. I'm saying I don't have as much of an issue with it as you do. Because 
again, they are the ones who create the jobs for us. They're the ones who employ hundreds and thousands of people. You're not talking about mom's donut shop down the street paying 0% that employs four or five people. You're, you're talking about big, large industries, big, large corporations yeah, but mom and pop that, em, that mom and employ. Pop, mom and pop isn't paying 35% either. The 35% corporate tax rates for large companies, not mom and pop shops. Okay. But you're, you're again, you're talking about large companies that employ millions and millions of people. So our average effective tax rate, getting back to the subject where you said, where you said we're 35% and it's the third highest in the world. Our average effective. It's the third highest um, amongst 173 countries. So our average effective tax rate is 27%. Yep. Not, not actually 35. Like, and it's so, actually. So it's actually 27%, not well, 35. Okay. So what I have here is 28.77. So we're, we're, we're talking semantics. We're, we're just talking a couple percentage points. But it doesn't matter because anyway. So Donald Trump's going to cut the, the corporate rate even more. So to say the companies that are saying, well, all I got to do is threaten to leave and I'm going to get a tax break. That's not necessarily true. Well, that's, that well is it true. is true, but it's not because that they're is. all going to get a tax break regardless. So my, my biggest – I like the fact that he was talking about punishing those who did leave yep. rather than giving benefits to those who stay. Well, and one of the and, biggest issues we have is, is really is corporate mergers. You get big, large companies who will merge with somebody – and with a smaller company, they'll 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 consume a smaller company, and then they'll say, okay, now this is where our new base is, and and it's in a base that area that pays either little or next to no taxes. So one of the uh, one of the claims that I hear often is that lower taxes, which is what you're talking about here, actually will help the economy. Growth over the past six years has actually been stronger when the corporate tax rates were higher, according to the Economic Policy Institute. U.S. corporate tax rates were also not hurting profits. Before tax and after tax, corporate profits as a percentage of national income are at a post-World War II high. So even though tax rates are high, profits are an all-time high. So we're giving them more money, but they've already got an all-time high in profits. There is no effective relationship between cutting corporate taxes and job growth, according to a recent study. And who's the study by? The Center for Effective Government. And 22 of the 30... They are accredited through what? I'm just reading something. Oh, okay. Okay. 22 of the 30 profitable Fortune 500 companies that paid the highest tax rates, 30% or more. So people that paid the highest tax rates from 2008 to 2010 created almost 200,000 jobs between 2008 and 2012. The 30 profitable corporations that paid little or no taxes over those same three years lost 51,000 jobs. Now, it's a it's a, a small it's a very small study, it's a small snapshot in time, but if you look at this study in particular, the the companies that paid the most in taxes, which means they made the most money, still hired. The companies that paid no taxes laid people off. There's not a big corporation uh, correlation between low taxes and more jobs. There's just not no, but there's a correlation between higher taxes and moving companies to another country. Taxes is not the reason. The taxes and regulations are the two main reasons. Uh, taxes, regulations, wages. and wages. Those wages. are the, the okay. We'll go. Those are the three main regulations, or the main reasons rather, on why 
businesses move. The problem is, and I, like you said, I agree. You know, people came out and said, "Oh, Donald Trump is threatening businesses." He's not really threatening them. He's telling them he's being, <clears throat> excuse me, he's being upfront with them. He's letting them know, listen, you want to move to Mexico? Fine, go right ahead and move to Mexico. But the uh, North America Trade Agreement that we have, I'm getting ready to get rid of that. And guess what? When you import your stuff, you're going to pay a lot more in taxes when it comes into the country than what you're currently paying. See, I'm okay with I'm okay with the idea of punishing companies that move. It's not a punishment. But now, it, it, it's not a punishment. It's letting well, you. It's, he's it's the one te- who called it a punishment. It's te- well, yeah, he did, but it's not really a punishment. It's letting you know, hey, you know, we had this really shitty deal, and that's why everybody's going to Mexico because they know they. Why do you think they're not going to Canada? Because you know you can't move a business to Canada and pay your employee three dollars, four dollars an hour. Canada won't allow it. But you can go down to Mexico, and Mexico will allow you to pay three or four dollars an hour to an employee. The uh, the real deal here is now Indiana has to find seven hundred thousand dollars a year to give to schooling or whatever budget they decided to take that out of. They have and, to find, and, they, and, the, and you know what? And that's one company. How how much would Indiana had to find if that factory closed and all? 800 jobs moved to Mexico and 300 moved to uh, the other state. They would, instead of, instead of having some tax money coming in, they would have had no tax money coming in. Look, I, and, again, and, and I I'm agree. a big proponent of some is better than none. I agree. And that's Look, exactly what he, they prevented the was other, none. The other interesting thing I found is that the people in that County don't necessarily care about jobs as much as you think they would. Or it's not as big an issue as you think it would be because... I guarantee to those 800 people that are staying... It, no, it's... That's it's, a huge deal. So... And their families in, and their friends, it's a huge deal. In 2009, when Obama took office, that county had 16%. 16% unemployment. And what year was that? 2009. Okay. And what was going on during that time? It was the giant collapse. Okay. So, in 2009, 16% unemployment. Today, 4.3. That county overwhelmingly voted for Trump. Even though the unemployment rate went down 11% in the eight years. I wonder in the eight years that that unemployment rate went down, how many of those people just stopped looking for jobs and are no longer counted under the unemployment rate? That's not as big as an issue as people make it out to be. No, but it skews... It the always, percentage, excuse it, it doesn't make, so you can sit there and say, well, you only got 4% unemployment rate, but when in all actuality, it's probably closer to 7 or 8% un- uh, unemployment rate. The, the problem with saying that is, this is how we've always, always, always counted unemployment. I understand so that, whether, and it's not accurate, is, so is whether, what I'm saying. So whether or not, so whether, but again, it's, when we did it at 15%, the same thing was when it was fifteen percent. The same thing was true. It could have been exactly. It could have been, been it, it could have been higher. Could have been twenty five or thirty. So I don't think it was that high. It could have been. You could, don't know. I, I think it's got. It's, it's just like anything else. It's got like a three or four percent uh, error margin each way. It's not ten or fifteen percent. Like I mean, you the said. biggest, the biggest, the biggest thing people are dropping out of looking for jobs because we're getting to the point where all the baby boomers are stop not working anymore. Which is also another issue. So. You know, that, that number of people not looking for jobs anymore is skewing higher just because people are at the age where they're about to retire. 
and and maybe they would have worked one or two more years. Like we've got a guy at work that's working a couple more years, even though he could retire. They may have worked one or more two two more years, but they got laid off and said, "Fuck it, I'm not starting over." That's possible. So uh, uh, another good thing is so, like I said earlier, it's fifty two thousand dollars approximately, give or take. It could be more depending on overtime yearly. Um, Carrier has promised to invest seventeen million in uh, updating the factory, which is good for the going to be good for local businesses because they're going to buy supplies. They're probably going to hire people to come in and do it and whatnot. So th- you know that's good. Um, it also, if you take the eleven hundred employees that are staying there, that's approximately fifty seven point two million dollars for that local economy over the length of a year. Yeah, I'm not, again, I, and and I argue this because it's fun to argue. I'm not against the deal, to, but let me say this: Mike Pence was just in 2014. Mike Pence reported, um, he he refused to sign legislation that would have helped these kind of companies out, even though Carrier said if you specifically went to him and said, you know, hey, if if we don't get this bill passed, we're gonna have to close or send some jobs overseas. And Mike Pence went, yeah, okay. Well, at the time, he wasn't running for vice president, and he didn't have a businessman as as the guy calling the shots. This he, is he didn't have a guy who called this out specifically in a in an election year, saying, "I'm going to save these jobs." So, do you think that had anything to do with uh, helping Trump win? I, I think, if at all, it was very marginal. No, I, I don't. I, honestly, like I said, if people voted their wallets, they probably would have voted the other side. If people actually like voted mentally, voted their wallets. I don't think so. Um, like I said, and we talked about this. I, we I, talked I, about this on Facebook about the auto bailout, which Republicans largely hated. Hated. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Still waiting for them to pay back seven point nine billion dollars. Why they saved a hundred and fifty. What was it? 1.5 million jobs? Yep, but there's a difference between a bailout. 1.5 million. There, there's there's a difference between a bailout and what Trump did. The difference is the bailout was actually physically given corporations and, and, and auto industries money. Loan. From the, from the taxpayers, yes. A loan. It, was, it was a loan with no interest rate, and they haven't paid the whole thing back yet. Right. They paid. Back. We're still we're still waiting on seven point nine billion dollars to be paid back. And we talked about this as far as return on investment. It cost the taxpayers, even if it cost them seven point nine billion, it saved one hundred and fifty billion. One hundred and fifty billion in yep, lost. But here's taxes, the problem. Here's the problem. Lost taxes in lost revenue. Yep, and in, and and, and, in and you're payments. making you're making my argument. For the carrier deal, you that, realize that you know because not, you, because you said like you just said, said you just said on, a few minutes. On, no, 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 let me finish on, no, my no, thought. No, I'm finishing first. Okay, go ahead, ladies first. Ah, oh. oh, got him. <laughs> I told you I wasn't against the carrier deal. I'm I not. Know. You know what I am against, and and we've talked about this is anti hypocrisy, and this is hypocritical from the vast majority on the right that celebrates this deal because Paul Ryan is celebrating this deal. Last year came out against this type of deal. Vast Obama never didn't vast, oppose any type of deal like this. Vast majorities of people on the right oppose this kind of deal until Trump does it, and that's what I'm anti. I'm anti hypocrisy. You know, I've said from the beginning I'm not anti carrier. Yep, I'm you, not anti. You have said that. I'm not anti this deal. 
I'm drastically opposed to the fact that all of a sudden this deal's okay and everybody's just rolling over. No, on but it. when but, they refused to do it in 2014. But and I'm going to use your words against you at this moment. What what I have an issue with is literally giving billions and billions and billions of dollars to of tax dollars to corporations that could have gone to schools, education, roads, stuff like that. You just said a few minutes ago, oh, now they got to find $700,000 each year to go towards education in schools. Well, first of all, I'm talking about the federal government, not a state government. The state government can't create more money. The national government can and does. Yeah, but so, but so the federal government, find, the and, federal and, government, no, let me finish. Wanna, the wait. federal government does give the money to the states. Uh, obviously, but they also haven't cut that budget. The state government likely has to balance their sheets at the end of the year. The federal government, as we know, <laughs> as we definitely know, they they don't have to worry about that. Deficit spends, so they don't have to. So that money didn't come out of anything. They didn't pull money from other. But it did. It came from all of our tax dollars. Well, no, it came from China and other investors because we don't pay nearly enough in taxes to pay for what all the programs we have. But again, it they didn't we cut. cut they didn't the cut programs. programs. We should cut programs. They didn't cut programs in order to. We can talk. We'll talk, we, we'll talk we should, about debt and deficit later. We should, we should cut the IRS. That's the that's the first place we should cut. So that would be a fraction of whatever. Anyway, no, I'm just saying in general. That's no. I'm not arguing. So Anything any, other than saying we anyway, should get so the, rid of the IRS. So, so the difference between a state program like this, where they have a finite amount of resources, and the federal and a federal program doing this, where they can just print more money, it's vastly different. And like you said, giving them money, we got a pretty decent return on investment for that. I take so I, I loaned a family member some money. I got ninety percent of it back. I considered that a win because when I loan money. Just me personally, when I loan money, I almost never expect it to come back. Listen, if you loaned me a hundred bucks and I only paid you back ninety, okay, I could see that being a win. If I loaned, if you loaned me a hundred and eighty billion, a hundred and eighty billion, and I only paid you back seventy billion, a hundred and seventy billion, it's still a win. It's It's not a win. It's a giant win. It's not a win. There's still ten billion. You're talking the semantics between ten dollars. And ten billion dollars. But when you're talking, that's consent. a lot of money. But you also, especially, especially after the bailouts, you've seen all these CEOs getting bonuses and raises and all that. I'd, but again, I'd argue with you. If I loaned you a hundred dollars and you only gave me ninety, but you came over and cleaned my shed and made sure everything was nice and built me some built me some racks and did did a whole bunch of work around my house. I'd forgive that 10 bucks, and that's what happened with the auto industry. That's what happened with the auto industry. We loaned them that much money. They only they paid back 90-some-odd percent of it, and then they saved 1.5 million jobs in the industry, which kept us from paying all those people unemployment, kept us from paying all those people uh, welfare. Healthcare, all that. No, Healthcare, all listen, that. So I'm it's not, a, gi- a I'm giant not, win. Listen, I'm not saying it wasn't a win, okay? I, I, I actually am happy that they did do that deal. But my thing is, pay back your bill. You still owe ten billion dollars. They might still. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think they will. And the other thing that I did have an issue with was after we bailed them out, you seen all these CEOs giving themselves raises and bonuses and all that. I that if, that I kind of had an issue with. I don't know if they did that in the auto industry. They I think that. that was more of the bank industry when we gave them bailouts. It, it was both. I'd have it, to, it, it was it was bold. It was across the board. I'd have to look that up, but okay. Anyway, so that's our Trump date of the week. We kind of we didn't really argue too much, other than the fact that 
that Republicans are hypocritical, and then we can move on. Uh, no, not necessarily. Hey, so hold on before we move on. Uh, do, do you have a problem with Trump threatening? No, you said you didn't. All right, never mind. We'll move on. I was going to ask if you had a problem with threat uh, Trump threatening the uh, your words threatening the uh, his words. Well, they, I guess they kind of were his words. Uh, the businesses, if they moved, because I can tell you, Obama did the same thing. Yes, I don't have a problem with that. I think anybody that moves a company overseas when they try to sell products back here, they should pay. They should end up paying a higher. That's and and Obama was against that. Um, he, uh, <laughs> I got a really great quote from him that I, I really don't like, but I understand what he was trying to say, so I won't I won't kill him on it. Um, so I, when I was looking this stuff up, I found a bunch of articles about Obama's tax inversion. Uh, and one of the companies he was talking about was Walgreens, where the Walgreens was trying. They took over a smaller company, which was overseas. And then they try to claim that that was going to be their home base for now on to avoid paying taxes. That's, that's inversion. Right. You can't call yourself an American company when you're not paying the taxes that are the tax rates in America. Right. You're paying whatever the import tax rate is. And a quote from Obama talking about that, he said, I don't care if it's illegal, it's wrong. I'm like, what? <laughs> Well, there's a lot of legal things that are wrong. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, but he was talking about finding them and doing all this other stuff, and it's like, well, what they did wasn't it, technically it's not illegal. You're the president; you can do steps and make steps to uh, change that, which he did. He he used the thing he's most known for using his pen just to create laws and skipping Congress and the Senate. See, that's that's about a that's a post fact, which is actually the word of the year. For the dictionary, that's post-fact. Obama has less executive orders than any president – the last – than any recent president before him. And I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I've heard this over and over and over again from the right, that he signs executive orders to make laws. He has released less executive orders than most of the presidents before him, especially we, the president preceding him. We, yeah, well, the president preceding him was an idiot, so <laughs> I'll just throw that out there. But – uh. Anyway, let's 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 go ahead and uh, we're going to cut to a break. Uh, you're going to hear a wonderful commercial, or yeah. you might not. You might just hear me say, "I like to do something to Hillary," and <laughs> and uh, we'll we'll come back with our sad but true news. Are you a rich entrepreneur with way too much excess money? Do you want to advertise to a listener base that's in the single digits? Do you want to back a podcast with absolutely no history of keeping a schedule? Do you want to advertise your products, but you have done absolutely zero market research? Then, then we, we are, are the, the podcast, podcast for you. In this spot every week, you can get professional live reads just like this. So if you're interested, please contact the BFTG podcast at bftgpodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at bftgpod. Let us sell out for you. Welcome back to a break from the grind. Where'd you guys go? Yeah. We've been here the whole time. <laughs> We've been here the whole time talking about sex with animals. Oh. Wait a sec. No, that didn't come across right. That's not what we were talking about, but it was. Oh. All right. So uh, we're going to jump into our sad but true segment here. And <laughs> Sad but true. We're going to jump into this segment. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know, sad but true is a segment that we do every week with the... 
sad but true news that is gripping America. Yeah. It is sweeping America. How dumb some people are. Sweeping America, three listeners at a time. We have more than three listeners, Jason. I know. I We, we have four because your wife listens. That's true. That's true. So our first news story. Scammers ran a fake U.S. embassy in Ghana for a decade before <laughs> being shut down. And, and and what's really interesting about this is the 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 Ghanan government knew about it, and they were just paid to turn a blind eye to it. I love countries like this. You can pretty much get away with fucking anything. These uh these guys would have listeners or listeners. <laughs> Is your phone about to ring? No, my phone's not, my phone's not doing anything. There's no notifications, nothing. You just got a notification. No, I did. Andrew Carpenter, 5286. Jason, don't do it. Is now following me. <laughs> 5281. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to cut most of that out. No, we're, um, no, we're not. That's, just, so these, that's just bad at podcasting. These scammers would take people from other countries, bring them in, give them fake passports, fake visas fake documents and allow them to go to the to the u.s with them um but nobody knew that it was a fake embassy they didn't even they didn't even notice that there were no americans in the building or that there were no guards or gates (laughs) there there were no marines standing standing by at the gate or nothing it's uh it's amazing i I love it it's it's a special kind of stupid well Honestly, they didn't even catch these guys and arrest them. They're like still out there. They probably just moved to another city in Ghana. And well, they're probably not in Ghana no more. They're probably in Turkey or Bologna or Georgia or some some other third world country that just. Did you say Bologna? I said Bologna. There's okay. there's not a country named Bologna. There's a country named Bologna. Anyway, the U.S. government wants you to know that you can always find the location of an American embassy, consulate, or diplomatic office by going to the usembassy.gov. Yeah. Go to the usembassy.gov. Don't just go to a local embassy and assume, hey, look, it's a U.S. embassy. Well, and and unlike healthcare.org, the site will work. Yes. All right. So our next one, George, you want to you wanna read this story? Oh, this one. This one is good. I'm glad I found this one. Um, Wait, what? I'm glad I found this one. Um, so surgeon licks left chest of woman after operating on her right breast. So lady went in, had to have some type of surgery on her chest. Uh, we don't know if it was an enhancement, a reduction. We don't really know. We're just assuming it was something like that. But... uh and I'm not even going to try to pronounce this dude's name. It was a it was a doctor in Tokyo. Uh, they arrested this guy who was a surgeon after being accused of licking the breast of his patient. Um, in court, he pleaded not guilty of committing a lewd act, even though they found his DNA on her chest. Uh, the doctor told police that the woman was imagining things due to anesthetics. <laughs> So, I know you guys don't have the new story in front of you, but my favorite thing from this whole page on the internet is just a random picture of a blouse open. Yeah, with a black bra. And a black bra and a pair of tits. Just, like, we don't know what boobs look like. Yeah, if you don't know, here, let me show you. (laughs) But the idea that, isn't that the scariest thing, that when you go into surgery, you don't know what they're doing to you? Uh, Yes, yes it is. That's why I do not, so I've been put under twice. 
and both times. Did you I'm, ever wake up with wet nipples? I don't even remember the days. I, I like so. There's like a couple of days that are just missing from my life. One when I had the surgery on my thumb, and then another one when I had the surgery on my elbow. Uh, it just, yeah, I, I don't know, dude. I, they could have done all types of things to me, and I would never have known. That is kind of scary. Now I've sat in on many surgeries when I was with the sheriff's office. Like we would take the inmates to the hospital, and if they had to have surgery. Literally, we were allowed to be in the operating room with them. And it was some of the coolest stuff in the world. Um, and I I don't want to say too much, but I was asked at one point if I wanted to cut the guy. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. The doctor's like, hey, you want to cut him open? And he's like offering me the scalpel. And I'm like, uh, I, I think that's slightly above my pay grade. <laughs> so this story. He goes, no, you could do it. It's easy. It's no big deal. Just cut it right here along the line. I'm like, no, no, dude. Dude, nope, nope. You got this. I'm not getting sued. Listen, I don't mind the blood. That didn't bother me none at all. I, I just wasn't cutting some dude because that's not my my specialty. That's not what I'm trained to do. So in this story, the doctor told police, and you already went over it, but that the woman was imagining things due to anesthetics, otherwise known as the Cosby defense. Yes. He slipped her the pill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so before we put you under for surgery, we need you to drink a little bit of water. Here, take this antibiotic and 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 and, and anti-inflammatory pill, please. It makes you wonder how many times he's done this before. And then, probably many. And then we're gonna bring you back, and when we we're gonna put this little gas mask on you, we're gonna have you count backwards from ten, and by the time you hit six, you're asleep, and my mouth is on your breast. Japan must be way different than America because that dude's a doctor. So I feel like in America he could probably get some girls here without having to. I mean, maybe it's his thing. Maybe he's into chicks that... Maybe it's like a necrophilia type thing where, you know, they're not quite dead, but... He just likes know, them not moving. They're, they're unconscious. Ah. So, I mean... He likes them sleeping. He likes them when they're sleeping. Him and Bill Cosby. <laughs> All right, Jason, go ahead with the next one. Oh, dead man found inside SUV with pile of parking tickets on windshield. Does there anything more need to be said? Well, so four days... For four days in a park in the city, parking officers slapped tickets on the SUV. This is, by the way, in Florida. Broward God, County. God bless Florida. Such a fucked up state. Inside the Isuzu Axiom, a body of, and I'm not going to pronounce his name, a body of a man the from Miami. The family hasn't been notified yet. He was sitting in the driver's seat. His upper body lay face down over the SUV center console. His hands held a credit card. <laughs> maybe he died trying to pay his parking ticket <laughs> he died from medical he died from uh natural causes um but the suv was issued tickets for four days while the man laid there dead Th- that's a government job for you i the the vehicle's been here for days i'm not going to check to see if there's anything wrong i'm just going to slap another parking ticket on well, the windshield it, it could have been it, it's not necessarily a government job it could have been a different person each time. Um, down in Broward County, it's not uncommon for vehicles to have multiple parking tickets because they're just abandoned. So, I mean, that, that, uh, I mean, listen, yeah, you should check the vehicle, make sure there's not a dead guy inside. I mean, I think that goes without saying. So, in their defense, he was underneath the steering wheel, his head was in the middle of the seat between the two seats. Maybe he was giving himself a blowy. <laughs> 
broke <laughs> he broke his back trying to give himself head. He broke a broke a rib or two. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Jason's like, oh fuck, where was I? <laughs> so on the bright side, they are not charging the family with his parking tickets. Yep. They said, you know what? Listen, we understand that he was dead, and and that's the reason he couldn't move the car. So. Due to those circumstances. Just this one time. One time only. We're going to waive your $160 parking ticket parking ticket bills. That was so nice of the city of Miami. And then they had to pay to park to get the car out of tow. I guess. Because they didn't pound the car. So, our next story. This one is my favorite. And it's the last story of the week. This is my favorite of the week, though. That's why we saved it for last. Sex with animals. Almost banned in Ohio after Senate approves bestiality law. Hey, listen. They're getting there. They're getting there. It is only 2016. Yep. Sex with animals, almost not a thing in Ohio. Good job, Ohio. Good job. Hey, Jason. You wonder if that's why uh, the Cleveland Browns play in Ohio and their stadium is called the Dog Pound? Mm. You think there's any correlation there? You. <laughs> so, uh... Hey, 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 Brandon. Hey, beat a poo. You fucking dogs in your state? What you fucking, buddy? <laughs> what you fucking? What you doing on that farm? <laughs> so, so one of the state senators um, who's pushing this bill said, came out and said, we don't want Ohio to be a place where you can come have sex with an animal. That is an amazing commercial. Ohio. <laughs> Ohio. <laughs> Sex with animals. You know, like, there when you need us. <laughs> you know those. You know those Michigan ads that uh, Tim Allen does for like come come to Michigan. Come to Michigan. They do the same thing for Florida. Florida. Come to Florida. So Ohio. Oh. We, oh. Ohio's gonna have a horse bending over. <laughs> don't horses always bend over? No, no. They're not usually upright, are they? No. Well, so you're gonna have the horse with like the two two front legs are gonna be down on the ground, and the two hind legs are gonna be standing high in the air. Just, Ohio. There when you need us. Oh, you know, what they, you know, you know what they could do? Just overdub that um, that really sad video of the pets needing like a shelter and like place to live. <laughs> <laughs> you know that really, that really like gut wrenching. I think yeah, Melissa the one, Milano does. Yeah, the one makes you just feel so bad for all these abused and totally, homeless animals. Totally different commercial if you put some like porn music behind it. <laughs> <laughs> And then right at the end, just put Ohio. There when you need there us. There when you need us. <laughs> uh, uh, so they're they're patting themselves on the back. I for some reason there's a picture of polar bears in the. I'm pretty sure nobody's fucking a polar bear. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, y'all fucking polar bears up there, Brandon. <laughs> um, so so really, I mean, what what are you really doing at the petting zoo? Mm, some, heavy, <laughs> some heavy, heavy petting. Uh, um, honey, I'm going to the petting zoo. I'm going to do some heavy, heavy lifting. <laughs> so, this bill comes months after Canada's Supreme Court announced that most sex with animals are legal. So, Canada, a you guys, you guys are still able to fuck. So, so what? What is really great is this quote from uh, Sharon Harvey, the CEO of the Cleveland Animal Protective League. Uh, I applaud this bill's sponsors for bringing up this difficult subject. <laughs> this I'll... act, in its this act, and in itself needs to be against the law. Well, no fucking shit, really. <laughs> well, here's here's the deal, guys. 
just because just because Ohio bans it, if you still want to go fuck an animal, if you're still that interested, here are the other places where it is currently legal to fuck animals. Um, Washington, so, D.C. I'm so glad Florida's not on this list. Let oh, no, me just we, say that. We banned it like a decade or so. Oh, it, thank God. We made because it, we talked all that shit, and then if I were to find out Florida was on this list. All right. So, so we've got District of Columbia, Hawaii, Kentucky, Nevada, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New Mexico, Texas, Vermont, West Virginia, and Wyoming. West Virginia doesn't surprise me. You can still screw your sister there. Wyoming really doesn't surprise me either. No, no, not really. You know which one surprises me the most? What's that? New Hampshire. Why it, is that? I don't know. It just it seems like it's one of those nice small states that would have a law against fucking animals. <laughs> no, what's what's even more pathetic is that it is legal. So the, this bill came just months after Canada Supreme Court announced most sex acts with animals are legal. I already said that. You missed it. I, I completely there, must have missed it. George, there's a good show going on over here. <laughs> <laughs> there's an amazing show well, going well, on. Well, what I was thinking was, you know, hey, Jetty, are you really fucking animals up there? <laughs> I will disown you, Jetty. If you're... <laughs> Jetty, he's not your father. You may want to go to the local zoo and find him now. <laughs> Harambe. <laughs> Wrong animal. <laughs> Guys, oh uh, my god! So, so the thing we've learned today is the funniest—the funniest thing on this show—is a story about fucking animals. Oh, uh, that is actually legal. It's in and Canada. it's legal, and and not only Canada, but like. So is that 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 explains the polar bears? It's the Great White North. <laughs> so right now, it's legal in twelve states. That means in like. A fifth of this country, you can fuck animals legally. Oh, that's brutal. So, what's what's awesome is like, so I'm I'm clicking the pictures of the polar bear, and it's going through, and it's got like these animals on it, and they have like some of the saddest faces <laughs> that you've ever seen. Like, like, please don't violate me. And then I got a whale's tail. Oh God, they got a picture of a wolf. Yep. You'd have to be a goddamn man to fuck a wolf. Uh, keep 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 scrolling and find the bald eagle. Look at the look on the bald eagle. Oh, the seal one is precious. The, this yeah, the seal one's pretty is pretty you, good. That gives a new meaning to clubbing a baby seal. <laughs> There's a coral reef. I don't even know how you'd even. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, maybe the fish. I listen. I don't know. <laughs> the bald eagle. The bald. I told you the bald eagle was great. He has such a concerned look. <laughs> One eye is bigger than the other one. Like, oh, oh, god! All right. So that was uh that was sad but true. Oh, that's not sad but true. That's sad but fucking hilarious. So close, <laughs> closing out the show. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention is last night I actually had some time to myself. It's very rare. It's a rare occurrence at my house. It took him all of two minutes in the bathroom to have that time with himself. It, and most of that was just unbuckling the buckle of my pants. Um. No, so my wife took my daughter to Epcot, and I was I spent the day with my son, which was amazing. And then he goes to bed at 8 o'clock. And then it got even better from there, because now you actually have time to yourself. Wow, chicken, wow, wow. And yeah. I love spending time. I love spending time with my family. It is the best thing I do on a daily basis when I get home from work. It's the best time of my day. But, like. 99% of my year is spent with the family. So when you get a couple minutes to yourself, you know what I did, George? I told most everybody on the uh, Fantasy Life app, 
You uh, I cooked. You cooked. I cooked. I finally made something I've been meaning to make for a good long time, and nobody else in my house would eat it. I made some shashuka. 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 It uh, it tastes as good as is as it is fun to say. It tastes as good as it sounds. Um, and then you know what I did, George? I have no idea. I'm... Fell asleep. I was about to say, probably <laughs> fell asleep. <laughs> uh. No wonder why you were so peppy and bright-eyed and bushy-tailed this morning. Yep, I... F- Jesus Christ. I fell asleep. I actually got a good amount of sleep. My wife uh, my wife got home with my daughter around midnight. I was asleep in the chair in the living room, and I went ahead to and no- To it. nobody's surprise. To nobody's surprise. <laughs> I was actually watching The Flash um, on uh, on Netflix, and now I have no idea how many episodes played while I slept. <laughs> Fuck. So... Every once in a while, I'll be watching Netflix, and if you watch it for an extended amount of time, it actually now sends up a thing that says, are you still here? Do you want to continue? <laughs> yeah, and and be weary about that, too, because it actually does it if you do it on, like, a TV, but it doesn't do it on your phone. Why were you watching Netflix on your phone? Well, last night I wasn't, but uh, when the big living room TV is taken up by Paw Patrol or... <laughs> Paw Patrol! <laughs> or any other of my son's wonderful programs. Don't I'll lie. Watch it. I'll they're, watch they're your favorite programs as well. Oh, I love... Paw Patrol's the best. My parents... I just clicked on the Facebook real quick. My parents are getting ready to go to the Toys for Tots uh, motorcycle ride today. Are they going to donate to our thing? Uh, I've got to get them to do that. I asked my mom once and she said she would, but she hasn't done it. So I need to... Uh, I need to get on her about that. Oh, wait. Where is the Toys for Tots motorcycle run today? I have no idea because I'm not going. Uh, it's not Merritt Island, is it? It's not the big toy run they have every year that's going to keep me from getting home. It might be that one. Oh. I don't know I don't know what the, the path that they're taking is. So. And Jason is... And I don't know if you can hear that pounding in the background. <laughs> that would be Jason pounding the keyboard... Trying to find out the route, see if he's going to be able to get home or not. So there is two things in Merritt Island where I live. Um, there's two things that keep you from getting home in Merritt Island around this time of the year. Traffic. They, <laughs> well, they they do a toy run every year, and it takes up like the major road in Merritt Island. So if they are running that today, I have to drive an extra hour out of my way to get home or wait until 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And then there's also the Christmas parade, which they haven't done in a couple of years since somebody fell and hurt themselves. And Jessica did a Christmas parade yesterday while I was at work. I had to miss it, unfortunately. Oh, darn. So, that looks like it's the end of our show. <laughs> uh, Sorry, I'm watching a video where this little ram just keeps bashing the shit out of this dude on a bike. Listen, listen, there's a great show going on over here, Joe. No, yeah, but that great show over there is not nearly as funny as this animal ramming this dude on a bike. So <laughs> he's, guys, he's hit him like five or six times already. <laughs> so, guys, guys, uh, George's indifference aside, uh, reach out to us on iTunes. Give us a review. Give us some five stars. Download our show. You yes. don't have to listen. Just so, wait. let me talk a little bit about the iTunes real quick. Go. Um, hold on, I got a burp. Uh. Yes, I did that into the mic on purpose. Um, so iTunes, when you first release on iTunes, you get put into a new podcast category. And you stay in this category for about eight weeks. And what they do is they rank the podcast within that those categories for the first eight weeks that you're there. So 
they base it upon how many downloads you have, how many subscribers you have, and your reviews. So it helps tremendously get our ratings up on iTunes if you subscribe and leave a review. Um, I have no shame. I will take somebody's phone. I've already done it and download the podcast and leave a review under somebody else's name because that's the kind of guy that I am because I care about our show. So if you care, and even if you don't care, go ahead and do it, please. It, it helps tremendously um, to A, get our ranking up, B, to give us better rankings on iTunes, C, so you can listen to me and Jason babble on and on and on each week about licking breast and embassies in Ghana and fucking animals in Canada and how it's legal, but it's not legal in the United States except for 12 states. So, and Jason, I'm going to have to have you cut all this out because it sounds really bad. Nope, staying in. Oh, uh, no, it's going to go out. Okay, so uh, go listen to us on iTunes, uh, Stitcher for, for you Android listeners. Android um, lives matters, but not as much. Uh, <laughs> we are We have submitted our podcast for approval to Stitcher, and as soon as they give the uh, heads up, we'll make the announcement that we're on there. Um, so go. Please yeah. go go listen go listen on iTunes. Download us. You could iTunes is easy to find us. Just search BFTG. It's the only one that comes up. If you if you don't want to do iTunes, that's we completely understand. You can reach us. You can see us at our website at bftgpodcast.com. Yep. You can catch us on Twitter at bftgpod. Yep. You can catch us on the Fantasy Life app where I'm at Doctor Mill. Yep. And you're at. I thought we were gonna continue. I was just gonna keep going. Yep. I'm at Geo. Everybody um, knows that. You can reach us by email. Um, send us, if you're not on the Fantasy Life app, which which most of our listeners are, but if you're not on the Fantasy Life app and you want to give us a Christmas story, the worst Christmas gift and the story, you can send it to our Gmail, which is at bftgpodcast at gmail.com. Reach out to us. Guys, we're going to be putting out the question about the worst Christmas story. You will get a cool gift. Let me rephrase that. You will get a gift. Um, <laughs> so, um, we we no we have we have a very uh what's the word i want to use unique gift idea idea and so, it, it's it's it, honestly we're gonna send we're 100 percent we're gonna send somebody something for whoever has the worst gift story so so go on there um send us an email or go on the the app and and we're gonna read over some of these really sad stories on Tuesday. Yep, we will. By the go, way, we will go over them uh, Tuesday on our show when we do our question and answer section. And toys for tots. And that's the other big thing, toys for tots. It's our last week. Last week, guys, share the link, donate. If you've donated already and found some money in your couch, donate again. Yep. If you made a bet with somebody, like so, you could get with a friend this week and be like, hey. I think X football player is going to outscore X football player in fantasy football this week. Hey, let's throw five bucks on that bet. Okay. If you win, tell them, listen, I don't want your money. I want you to make a contribution to Toys for Tots. Here's the link. Go ahead and do it. That is fine as well. Trick family members into donating. Whatever you got to do, just put some yeah. money. Just T- some go, money. Go, go, listen, AJ, young man, listen to me. George's son. Do I have your attention? Go to your mom, open up her purse, <laughs> take her credit card out. Don't do that. Don't do that. 
Don't do that. Go to the website and donate. Don't do that. But just tell her dad needs some money. Tell her tell her dad's broke. Yeah, tell her dad needs some cash. I need, I need I need I need some toys for Todd's money. Yep. So that's that's it for the show this week. Thank you to everybody who listens. Um, thank you to Clock Dodgers and the OG Podcast for sharing the uh, the the Toys for Tots link. And uh, Jason, I have the perfect way to send us off. Yep. Fuck you, Corey. Fuck you, Corey. And thank you for taking a break from your weekly grind. picture of me masturbating.